Welcome to episode 205 of the Muck Podcast. Listen in as we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Jaramillo. And I'm Hillary Doherty. Hillary. <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy. <laughs> we're starting this over because yes. my uh, computer froze. And now we're doing this all over again. We're doing it all over again. <laughs> We were only five minutes in, yes. but it was enough. It was enough. Yes. I went to the movies. We yes. had the Christmas. The kids are all good for Everybody's Christmas. Everybody's happy. We don't need to review that. No. You don't need to you hear don't that. Care. You don't need to hear it. Well, Who cares? Yeah, who cares? It doesn't matter. <laughs> I saw Wonka. I saw Iron Claw. Fantastic both movies. And I think tomorrow I'm going to go see Poor Things. You know, oh. you got to get to the movies when these Academy nominated, could be, could be Academy nominated movies are in the theater. Oh. You got to get to them. What's that? Uh, what's Poor Things? Poor Things has Emma Stone okay. and uh, what's that cutie guy who plays uh, the Hulk? Oh, um, I, I know who you're talking, you know about. talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see his my face. S- my daughter thought she saw him at Publix a couple weeks ago. She's following oh. this guy around and she was like, this is uh, Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> and I was like, did you take a picture? I gave her my phone. I'm like, go take a picture. And she swore it was him and then she couldn't find him again. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so cute. Oh, my God. It's adorable. So, um... So yeah, good good movies are coming out. Watching good movies. I want to see Ferrari. You know, I love that Adam Driver. Yeah. And oh, I love Adam Driver. Yeah. Did you ever see that Gucci movie with the Did I just ask you or maybe I asked my mother? The Gucci when he made Gucci, The House of Gucci with La- with Lady Gaga? I you know I never saw Bro, that. Bro, you should watch that Al, Al Pacino's in it. What? Oh, the, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I've never seen it. I need to see it. I yeah, need to see it's it. It's all about the Gucci in the yeah. beginning and this guy taking over. Maybe this is so what good. I'll I'll do later. I watched that yeah. movie you recommended. Oh. Uh, Leave the World Behind. Oh, what'd you think? And then um, when I got home, I was, you know, I looked it up and I go, wait a minute. I read this book. Okay. I, I read the book earlier this year and had completely oh. forgotten. Like the dystopian. Yeah. You were telling yes, yes, Alfredo yes. and I on the last episode. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you think about the movie? I liked it. What did, did you, did your husband remember. watch it? Yes. He was not happy with the ending. Yeah. No. Well, um, yeah, you're not. Wa- you don't get to see, but you know what's happened. Like, it's yeah. a, you don't need to see it. I, I don't feel like you need to. No. See. And here's another one that's coming out. And I don't believe, I, I, I can't remember if the friends thing was a big thing or not in the. Uh, oh, oh, oh. With and the they girl. cut out some stuff. They cut out some stuff. You know, with the son. Mm. You know, I don't want to spoil it, but in the book, he's like, there's a whole period where he's like very sick mm. before all that stuff starts happening. Yeah. Just and not very sick, but like they they cut, they cut they, it you down. know they gotta cut some some stuff down. Um, so now there's a trailer out for a movie called Civil Wars. Oh yeah, I, I'm telling you that these are all. I, I believe these things are going to happen. Okay, they're yeah, no, going no, no, to no. happen. That, that movie, it's the, I think the thing that's scary about the Leave the World Behind is that I feel like that's kind of how things would happen. Like yeah. things will just stop working. We're completely isolated, yeah. unprepared, yeah, and no one is gonna help. No phone, no internet. Yeah. Now what? I mean, remember he? I mean, they don't that show it. They show a little bit in the movie, but like he in the book, he gets really lost. Like he keeps mm. passing the same place, kind of over and over, and like he doesn't think he's gonna make it back to the house because like he's like, there's no GPS, right? You know? Like because we're so dependent now. Oh yeah. Who knows how to read a map? <sighs> Girl, it's no one knows how to read a map anymore. A mess, and I could barely read a map. This I was like, thank God for GPS. This Civil Wars movie, Mm -mm. it's about that. It's about the what does the guy say in the trailer? The the forces of California and Texas, which means those two have seceded, seceded, and have their own armies, and are now they they start moving towards DC to take over DC. You know. Uh, and then at one point, these people were held at gunpoint by this guy in ammo, and he's wearing these red sunglasses, and they're like, "We're Americans, we're Americans." And he goes, "What? Sh- what kind of American?" Oh my god! Uh, what? Um, what? <laughs> that? I'm telling you! What's I'm telling you! I'm telling you! This is what I'm afraid of. Me too. So. Take it as a warning. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking oh of god. civil war. Yeah. Um. <laughs> One of the things in the news that I, uh, you know, have been finding very interesting is uh, Trump being taken off the ballot. Oh, girl, I, 
I'm Trump off with the this. ballot in Colorado. Trump off the ballot now in Maine. Maybe 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 states they wouldn't he wouldn't have won anyway. Right, but still. The first, all you need is one of these states one of to them take to it. Do it. And then the main um, secretary of state now is being threatened with uh, yeah. impeachment. Of course. But I think it's a court. It needs to go to, like, like maybe they'll, s- I mean, Colorado went to the courts and the court said, the Supreme Court in Colorado said he's off the ballot. Yeah. So someone will challenge whatever happened in Maine. Yeah. Maybe the secretary of state. And then that, then I'll go to the court there. But Michigan went through the same process and they kept him on. So, you know, I guess it depends on where you're at. And it depends on who's running the... Yeah. Um, I'm here <laughs> for it. I agree. I'm sorry. I, I saw a great meme and it was somebody in a MAGA hat and it was he was looking at it and it's like, you know, the evidence against Trump, crimes he's been charged with and he's like right. looking at it and he goes, how could this be? <laughs> Yeah, you know, like he's crying because he can't. I don't. I don't agree with what. The, like he doesn't believe the charges, but these are real things. The it's man a, is a criminal. Th- he to be like forget everything else. All you need to know that this man should not be reelected and not be put on a ballot as an option to be president again is the January sixth insurrection. That and that's the reason why he's coming off the ballot. The man tried to overturn. The government trying and, to overturn an election. He has now, he has before, we talked about it before, where he said it once about how he'd be a dictator for a day. Now he keeps saying it. Right, because it gets traction. So, and it's not, I'm sorry. It's not funny. It's not it's funny. It's not funny. I don't know what anybody is thinking who was like, this is a good option. And then I had someone ask me the other day about DeSantis. Ugh. Well, you can't tell me one good thing that DeSantis d- has done. No, I can't. Well, okay, I could, I can. Okay, because I benefited from it, and that's my the the home program. But he didn't create the home to, to harden your home. My safe Florida home. Yeah, he signed it. He didn't write it. He didn't create it. He signed it. That's all he's done. Right. I, I mean, I'm sure there's other things you can point to. I'm sure there are. But when there's an overwhelming list. Of terrible, and awful fucking things. I went through the list. I mean, I started with, you know, our, our reproductive rights. Yeah, I could, I was, th- so <laughs> that's where it starts. Would I rather have this for my house or reproductive rights? Would I rather have my kids have all the education they're supposed to get with, with quality teachers who are being paid what they should be paid? Or would I rather have ho- affordable homeowners insurance? Or Yes. Yeah. There's no comparison. He's taken away and done more damage than he's done good. And when you look at, this is the craziest thing about DeSantis now too, is that all the things he was against as a governor, not taking federal money right. for, for um, oh, that's all homeowners. Coming back to, like, that's um, all coming back to hurt us. now. But now, he, I don't know if you saw this, yeah, but he, now he, the home energy, like, yeah, he wants and, it. He wants yeah, it back. Now he's changed his mind. Yeah. And this fucking dumb, dumb Nikki Haley, who I got to tell you, oh, the, with her slavery. the self-hatred this woman has for herself, as she's not white. I, I, Nikki Haley, you're not white. Your parents are Indian. Do you know what I'm saying? They yeah. immigrated here. Right. Girl, and you don't want to talk about slavery and people of color? That's fucked. That's fucked. And then DeSantis gets on a mic yesterday and starts to drag Nikki Haley because she doesn't want to say the Civil War is about slavery. Yeah. This is a man trying to erase black history, including slavery. He yeah. approved of an education plan that teaches our children today in school that slavery benefited black people. Yeah. That, that Frederick Douglass was like, hey, but we learned how to weld, so we're all good. This is what this man thinks about slavery, and he's trying to drag Nikki Haley. Bro. He needs to go read I the mean, narrative of the life of Frederick Douglass because uh, there's nothing about benefiting in there. Motherfucker needs <laughs> to sit down. He needs to sit down. Like, I don't understand what you're doing. These And by the way, this is the and gotcha. Everyone's blind to and the it. gotcha everyone's question blind to for the Republican candidates are, what was civil war about? Oh, really? We're, gonna re- we're, go- we're going back to this now? Y'all, come on. This is fucked. And, and I don't even know what more about our podcast is more relevant than that conversation. You know, talking about history and the way that, like, it's exhausting. It's exhausting to go through these stories and see it all over again. And and to see DeSantis, yeah, like you said, who has been attacking our education system. Unbelievable. Because, you know, 
at the end of the day, what does he want? He wants to trash our public schools so then our public schools fail, so then some Yahoo can come and buy it out as yeah. a charter school and make a shit ton of money somebody who's off his, of people. Someone who's That's one of it. his supporters who's given him money. Yeah, it, it's 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 so he's destroying our, our university system. I mean, come on. Yeah. He's tr- destroying our state. When you do it's attacking all the- our moneymaker Disney, like it's just one bad move after the next. The other thing, that's the other thing. He asked that federal court to drop that case. And, and dis- Disney's digging their heels in and saying, absolutely fucking not. Yeah. And they're not only that, they're adding things to the lawsuit every day about Good. Reedy Creek. I mean, they were directly punished because they said something the governor didn't agree with and pushed back on his, don't say gay, bigoted motherfucking shit in 2023. 2023, he's a fucking bigot. And he thinks companies aren't going to say, fuck you. Disney, like they said in their lawsuit, they have to do this because they're smaller companies that are being destroyed because of this bullshit, and they can't stand up for themselves. So Disney's got to do it, and they'll continue to fight, and they'll win that case. They'll win the case. He, 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 he's a, a fucking monster. And how much, I, I can't wait at the end to see how much money yeah. this case with Disney is costing our I state. I would love to see an every itemized, case. Every, an itemized, yeah, yeah every single yeah, case. Yeah, I want to all love, of it. Yeah, what is the grand total that this idiot has cost us? To and he's going to ride out these next two years and be even mm. worse than before. Because he's going to come back a loser. Fuck. And he's going to be pissed off at everybody. Yeah. And he's just going to just destroy, destroy, destroy. And then somebody had the nerve to say, well, what about our Paisan, a DeSantis? Yeah, well. He's not my Paisan. I got to tell you, there's not there's always a bad apple in the bunch, all right? And you think that his family's uh, proud of this? There's no fucking way. There's well, no fucking way. I don't know. He's I mean, a fucking embarrassment. Italy can, you know, it can lean a... You know, he's an embarrassment. In a negative way sometimes. Well, I don't, I, I'm sorry. No. And how much he, uh, how, is he even like claim Paisan? Uh, there, yeah, there's a, uh, 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 he may be from a very close region, if not the same exact area. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Well, the fate, my favorite thing about DeSantis is now every article you're reading is about when is he going to drop out because I his staff wait. of the campaign <laughs> is fleeing as if it's on fire. Yeah. They're running, they're quitting left and right. So, I guess we'll see what happens. And we know that he doesn't have a great staff because they let him walk on stage with those fucking boots every day. <laughs> He's every still day. wearing those boots. What's he doing? I don't know. I don't know. Also, like, how embarrassing to be in the spotlight like this. Aren't you embarrassed, sir? Aren't you embarrassed of this? Ugh. Fucking gross. So gross. Uh. Okay, here's the thing. So we talked on the last podcast about how SCOTUS oh. was being asked by Jack Smith to give a speedy answer on whether Trump could be ch- could be charged for with crimes that he committed while he was president and asked for it to be speedy so that he could uh, get that case going. Mm-hmm. And SCOTUS came back before Christmas and was like, nah, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll give you an answer, but it's not going to be fast. Yeah. So kind of... Uh, Back where we started, where we're yeah. it's playing a waiting game, and the fact the the point is, we are at a race to save democracy. That's why Jack Smith asked for that because he's trying to get this man on trial, to to get a guilty verdict. Hopefully, knock on wood, I don't see how you can't. And uh, so he will not be allowed on the ballot, or if he is on the ballot, he's got this fucking thing hanging around his neck that he committed right. these crimes as president to destroy the country. Right. He made these choices I, on I his own with, well, with others. Mark Meadows is one of the witnesses. His chief of staff is working with the prosecution. He's going down. And so we're, we need to, just like uh, Comey with, right. the, with, the, with the letter about uh, oh Clinton, remember God, that? Yes. This is very important. It will sway voters. And more important, but more importantly than voters of like Biden versus Trump, who will win? We are trying to save the country. Yeah, this, this is, is a real fucking thing that's, that's happening. That's, that's what I was asked to recently. You know, you're you're actually going to vote for Biden, and and you know we've said it before. It's not like we're like the biggest fans of Biden, but Biden has done a lot, and I rattled off all the things that he has done for the economy, like things that you know maybe more conservative leaning people might have an interest in. You know, um, and it was just like, well, the age, the age. I'm like, I get it, but it's. There are two choices that we're either going to be under a dictatorship or not. That's it. 
It's un- listen. It there's, is unfortunate. No, there's are there, are there plenty of other people that could have been a, a stellar candidate for the Democratic Party? Absolutely. No one's gonna fight that argument. That's Absolutely. a fucking losing argument, of course. But, but right now, you know, and then you have that that uh, Yahoo Nikki Haley too saying that she would pardon. Yo, that she would pardon Trump. Yo, yo, I read that this morning. This is what we're talking about. Like what? That's why he should have amnesty. Is what yeah, she said. That's please. the quote. But. Thank God he's got those state charges because she wouldn't be able to pardon anything that he's arrested for on the state level. Let me you know? tell you, she's or, a or fucking or, wolf. She's yeah, trying to yeah, come across as, as moderate. As she's middle not. of the road. No. She's a goddamn demon. Yep. She's a demon. She's a she demon. She says that she works well with Trump. Like that alone should tell you something. And, I, and can I say something else? And I know I'm going to get some shit on our YouTube probably because I already, I will talk about a comment on our YouTube this week, but. Uh, why can't she talk with with her teeth straight? She talks like this. Everything's like this. Her teeth Chill. are together. Have you oh, seen that? Oh, she's clenched. She's she's, clenched. Clenched. she's, she's Everything's like this. She's got to relax. Relax. Uh, Go get us some tea. Go get a that's facial. That's what happens when you have a demon inside of you. <laughs> we'll demon stop slayer. At nothing. Demon slayer. You got to put the... Yeah. <laughs> They'll, she'll stop at nothing to win. And I've never seen somebody fight so hard for second place. And the same thing with her and DeSantis. They are betting on... Trump being in jail and will not be available to be president. Right. That's what they're hoping. And I got to tell you, Nikki, the Trump voters, DeSantis is their cup of tea. Yeah, not they, you. You know, they'll, they'll vote for DeSantis. They, yeah. will, they won't like it, but they'll do it because th- he talks they're kind of crazy and you don't. Uh, I bet you she will, though, if she needs to. Ooh, she, I mean, I don't know how she hasn't already. I, I, the girls from South Carolina. And she can't say slavery. You can't say it. You're from South Carolina. Your families are people of color. Betrayal. You're betraying yourself. Yeah, it's Just crazy. to become president. When somebody wants to do that, you guys, that's a red flag and we don't vote for them. Nope. She's betraying her very being. Her parents, y'all. Her parents. I'm sorry. That's fucking red flag, giant red flag. Y'all, no. 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 There's something fucking wrong there. All right, so that's Trump. Uh, I might as well just say this then since I just brought it up. So we had a comment. I don't know if it's a real person. I don't know. I can't tell oh, what's happening online, okay? <laughs> what happened? So this person commented, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go right on our YouTube. Go to YouTube.com. And then you Google search the muck podcast or not Google search, but search. (laughs) Um, Let me find the comments so that we could all see about maybe it was it the must have been the year end special. Let's see. This person wrote, never make fun of how other people look or you invite the world to behave terribly using people's appearance that they are genetically stuck with as something to ridicule, just like Trump does. It's a juvenile, it's a juvenile behavior and it's pitiful. Stop doing it. Just stop. Uh, Again, I don't know if this person's real. It's a cartoon picture. I have no idea, but thank you for the download. First of all, thanks for the view because we love this, but also, and I responded to it. What is this too? Who do? Okay. So this was on our wrap up special, which we talked about DeSantis and we talked about Mike Johnson, uh, about what they look like. I talked about Mike Johnson. I think all three of us were talking about DeSantis and his boots and like the way he looks. Okay. Whatever. I, I did specifically say Mike Johnson looks like a 14 year old boy and there's something wrong with that. Uh, um, but let me say this was my response online personally from, from my thing and not from the muck, but here's the thing. Like these are two people who have devastated people's lives with their policies, right? Mike Johnson, if this, if you're a woman, whoever's responding who can tell, um, he wants you to, to just lay down and have babies. Yeah. Like, well, that's and it. be in the kitchen. And serve your you, man. You have no rights. Yeah. You have no rights. There's biblical yeah. rule. I, I Go look at the Bible if you want to see how women were treated. Okay? Yeah. This is this is who we're talking about. We're going to talk about the way they look. Yes. We're going to talk about the way they sound. Yeah. We're going to ridicule them till the day, f- f- till the day yeah. is over. That's how it's going to go. Yeah. If you don't like it, go somewhere else. Yeah. There are plenty Juvenile of political. Who cares? Yeah. There's plenty of political podcasts who will never comment about that. There are. Go we on. We don't care. Nobody's nobody's do looking you, for this. Do you think Mike Johnson even cares that we're calling yeah. him a little boy? No. By the way, he want he wants to look that way. And again, I ask, why are we not talking about this? Yeah, it's very it's weird. fucking wild to me. Yeah. There's something 
Um, I think it's like it's this, a sexual it's, weird thing. I'm just saying that's my opinion. Yeah, there's something very odd about a grown man who wants to look very young. I think he has about a like dewy this in, in thing in, on I his think skin. It's this, like innocence. This yeah, this apple red cheeks and these big eyes. There's something fucking weird happening there. Okay, believe me. I got a nose for kink. Okay. Ooh, well, <laughs> I got a nose for kink. <laughs> wow. Okay. Anyway, um, I my last thing. If you have, do you have something else? No. Oh, I do. I have one other okay, thing. Okay, go ahead. Um, I was just going to talk about the House uh, in Florida. The ethics uh, committee is looking into a Florida Dem. Mm. Um, Sheila. Oh no, that's the U.S. House is doing that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. The U.S. House uh, for Sheila uh, McCormick. Yeah. And it has to do, of course, with campaign finance law. Mm -hmm. We cover stories on the muck all the time about this. So I'm curious to see how this is going to play out. Her campaign said it's not a big deal. We're cooperating. So we'll see. So hopefully maybe it's just like a, you know. But, you know, I got when I read this. A misstep. Yeah. When I read the article. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? When I read the article, I thought about. um, Oh, God had that i can see his face right now who had the seat right before her oh so sorry i'll see hastings yes rest in peace but how he was mired in these investigations he was till the day he died it's true he had investigations maybe it's something about this seat that's what i thought i was like this maybe this seat's cursed yeah (laughs) i don't know um my last thing is that there's a great arcade here in broward county called flynn's arcade yeah which i didn't know about my son's like there's this place and it's in margate and he showed it to me and i was like holy shit this is it's amazing you pay 10 bucks when you walk in all it's old school video games they have and they have a whole back section that has all the um you know, PS5 yeah, or whatever the these, these things, these and the things are. And yeah, stuff. but of course, you know, we, we have to hang in the old school. Yes. Bitch, I'm on Galaga. Ooh, I was doing <sighs> racing games. Oh, so fun. I so love a racing game. We went with Tina and her brother and all of our kids, and we had yes. the best time. And it was we, so fun. It was so fun. And it then really we went was. to dinner afterwards. And <laughs> Tina's oldest son is notoriously quiet, and so is my daughter, because she's always, every time we see you guys, my daughter's like, he never talks. And I'm like, neither do you. Yeah. <laughs> so on the way out there, I was like, now I don't want to hear about it. You ask questions, try to yeah. get in there. Because they're the same age. They're the same Meanwhile, age. Meanwhile, the other two knuckleheads, the younger ones, are like are two like, peas in a pod. They're yeah, at the end of the table so playing cute. fart noises yeah. on the phone. I mean, they're adorable, <laughs> right? They're adorable. They're ju- and them. they were playing games together. They're yeah. just adorable. I, so cute. So cute. So... I asked the oldest because he just went to New York, as Tina's talked about, with his class. And I was like, yo, how is New York? What'd you think? And he's telling me some stories. He's like, we went to Little Italy. You know, I was really upset. I said, what's that? Why? <laughs> well, everyone just wanted to eat gelato. So we're standing there eating gelato. He wanted to walk around, of course, yeah. because then he says to me, you know, I'm Italian, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> and he went like this to me. You know, I'm Italian. It was aggressive, a little aggressive. And I thought, <laughs> I said to him, I do I know that you're Italian? <laughs> I sit next to your mother who every week has to remind me that she's Italian. Like I know. Woo! Uh, Tina's really got that going down. Like oh, that is my We're all aware. Yes. Yeah, he's very aware. He's he very aware. And oh he's my adorable God. with the hair. I argued his... with him about the Beatles. Oh about my the God. then and now. I had oh. to bring it up. I had to bring it up. <laughs> he goes what are you and i said they used ai on his voice and he goes what do you want he's dead and i go yeah that's where he should stay and this fucking song should stay there oh my oh god, my god. what so a beautiful what a beautiful family you have oh Tina. god he so just blessed. was like just talking 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 i the loved whole it i was time. so happy i was so happy i was like and oh of course my, my daughter was just trying to jump in as she could <laughs> but she was like she was thrilled we left and she was like yeah that Yay. was so much better yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so fun i'm so glad we did funny. that so okay cute. so today <gasps> it's my turn <gasps> we're starting off season five. Oh my god of the month podcast let's are you go. ready 205 season five let's go oh bitch Ooh, it means something uh, so today now let me say something there's things that happen that are coincidences and i'm like all right well now i've got to do this thing so Tina talked about um, the uh, MK Ultra oh, on yeah, one of our last yeah, episodes, yeah, 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 yeah. and how William, um, not William, but uh, James Whitey Bulger, who oh, is yeah, a yeah, crime yeah, yeah, boss yeah. in Boston, uh, was in on the the the, the, the jails they uh, or the they experimented on him with yes the, the when he was young when he was, yeah, like when he was in jail like early early yeah so 
I found that fascinating. And almost like the next day, I'm listening to my baby boo, um, Mark Marin, and he mentions the movie Black Mass starring Johnny Depp. And oh, because I was listening to his interview with Peter Sarsgaard. Peter Sarsgaard oh, is, I love the by the way, that was a great, great uh, Mark Marin episode. He's in Black Mass. And so they bring it up. And Mark Marin, <laughs> he talks about how he loved that movie. And I'm like, how weird that like Whitey Bulger's on the podcast. And I'm, and I'm Mark Marin's talking about it. And I'm like, I've never seen him Black Mass. I'm home one night. What's on HBO? Black Mass. And I'm Ooh, like, this oh, is all I've got to watch it. Have you seen it? No. Okay. One of the most interesting scenes is the very first scene, and we see Benedict Cumberbatch. Do you know who he is? He's playing William Bolter, and he's talking to this FBI agent, John Connolly, who was ends up being Whitey Bolger's handler. Oh. Like in the FBI. And they're discussing things, and I realize very quickly that and it's a theme through the movie. William Bolger is Whitey Bolger's brother, James Bolger, who is was at the time. And for a very long time, a Massachusetts state senator. What? One of the most powerful men in Massachusetts was William Bolger, Whitey Bolger's brother. Like the same time Whitey Bolger's on the streets, his brother is amassing power in Massachusetts, in Boston. Do they work together? No. No. It's fucking, but I'm getting goosebumps. I am getting goosebumps It's wild. Imagine the parents. Bro, well, they had, you know, they had a bunch of kids. And yeah, these but two still, were the, like, no. it's crazy. Like, here's your one kid who's, like. Yeah, and, like, so. On I've the good side like, and the bad yeah, side. Yeah, I was, like, know? holy shit, because there's a part in the movie, which we'll get to how real this movie is. Yeah. But, like, where you see the, him struggling with this and not knowing what his brother's up to. Yeah. But keeping a distance, but they're, all, they're also very close as a family. And so things weren't discussed, but then also, like, we know he's out there committing crimes, yeah. but not to the level of, like, where what he was doing. Wow. It is wild. And this Ooh. family dynamic, it fucking blew me away. And I'm like, okay, I'm covering William Bolger on the podcast because yes. the struggle of this man and what he must have been going through, I can't even imagine. Um, I love this. I love this. I love yeah. this. Who knew that he had a brother in politics? I had no idea. And here's the other thing. So... So in doing this story, I, mean, I people saw that must have thought like, yeah. are you shady like your brother? Well, and like, so yes. So that's the weirdest part. Yeah. This is why it's so fucking crazy to me. So Boston, like Chicago, is a huge political yeah. political town, city, right? And so um, forever, the only Bolger anybody ever knew was William Bolger. Oh, and then his brother and comes it, up. And everybody knew his brother was a criminal, but it was kind of like joked petty. about. And it was like joked about at the state house and the Senate. Like it wasn't something. It wasn't like seriously. some big crime Nobody boss. associated yeah. him with his brother. Like he's also a criminal because he was such a good guy. And he worked so hard and he did amazing fucking things for Boston as their leader for like decades. Wow. And so nobody associated until his brother went on the run and then all of a sudden like he had nine kids William Bolger and it's like all his kids were like oh are you related to William Bolger like their whole lives was their dad being this thing and then their uncle goes on the run it's like are you oh you're related like now the Bolger name is shit and they have to deal with that so there was this documentary that came out in 2021 it's called I am uh, my name is Bolger or something like that I I have them in my notes Uh, it's on HBO right now it's William Bolger like half his kids are in it they talk about their life, they, their life. They talk about their dad. They talk about how unfair it was that he was connected to this. Wow. And how uh, almost like to clear his name, this documentary was made because now he's in his 80s. It is so fucking good. Uh, it is so good. Yeah, imagine that. Like you can be stained by yes. uh, what a family member yes. does. Now, that being said, Uh-oh. they do the family uh and probably rightly so, because we're talking about Boston. We're talking about an old Irish t- family. We're talking about South Boston, which is like roots, right? These, yeah. these are people that know each other for generations. And so there's a closeness and there's a loyalty there that um, they would talk about their uncle in a way that like they, he was accused of things he didn't do. Now, they said uh. black mass is like, oh, that's all. That's not how it was. That's not how we were like. That's not, you know, it's not okay. like that. So. They, it's, I don't want to say they're excusing away his crimes, but they're also thinking he wasn't as bad as everybody said he was. Okay. I mean, he was a notorious crime boss. Yeah. 
So I don't know. You know, you got two sides to it. Where yeah. I think William Bulger probably did, you know, did, or he didn't probably. He did amazing things in Boston for the people that live there in Massachusetts. But also, he had a loyalty to his brother who was a, a bad guy. Yeah. You know well, what I that's mean? That's a tough situation. It's a tough end. situation, but I found, I find it absolutely fascinating. Oh, I can't wait. Fascinating. Okay. All right. So, William Bulger's father, James Joseph Bulger Sr., was from Harbor Grace, Newfoundland. And after settling in Everett, Massachusetts, he married Jane Veronica McCarthy, a first-generation Irish Amer um, immigrant. William Bulger was born in Dor Dorchester, Massachusetts, and is the third of six children in the family. And, of course, his younger brother was a former mob boss, James <laughs> Joseph Whitey <sighs> Bulger Jr. Wow. Uh, Bulger's father worked as a union laborer and occasional longshoreman. He lost his arm in an industrial accident and the family was reduced to poverty. Jesus. In May 1938, when Bulger was four years old, the family moved to South Boston's uh, Old Harbor Village housing project soon after it opened. He grew up there and maintained lifelong friendships with many of those who were his former neighbors, including the late Congressman Joe Mockley. Although the Bolger family was poor, William matriculated into Boston College High School, which is a big deal. It's a big deal to get into that high school oh. in, in Boston. It's, a, it private, like a, private? it's oh. a private boys. At the time, it was a boys school, but I think it's both. It's got right. uh, boys and girls. He enrolled at Boston College in 1952, but his undergraduate career was interrupted when he joined the United States Army. He served from September 1953 to November 1955, then returned to Boston College, completing his undergraduate degree in English literature with the help of the GI Bill. He attended Boston College Law School, from which he received his law degree in 1961. Wow. So already, like, incredible, right? Yeah. Rising from poverty, the projects, blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah. it's an incredible thing that he's done. Um, Bulger became interested in politics in 1959 and was first elected to the Massachusetts House of Representatives as a Democrat in 1960. After serving five terms, Bolger was what? elected to the president to the Massachusetts State Senate in 1970, representing the first Suffolk district. Um, in 1973, he was named second assistant floor majority leader. And after the S Senate majority leader, Joseph DiCarlo's conviction for extortion in 1977, Bolger succeeded him as Senate majority leader. Um, he was elected president of the Massachusetts State Senate in 1978 and was reelected every two years to 1996. So 18 wow. years he was the president, which is That's one of the most powerful time. positions yes. in Massachusetts. But this is like, he started in the 60s? Yeah. I mean, so he's just a lifelong politician. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. But 1978 to 1996, th that's also the whole time that his brother is building power yeah. in South Boston, Winter Hill, the Winter Hill gang, which he was, which he was yeah. the head of. This so the rise of these two brothers in completely different ways. It must have been weird to like go home for like the holidays. Yeah, which they would. But they also <laughs> made, like they were saying in the documentary, they made a point to never have pictures taken together. Like even when their mother passed away, one would go in the church first and one would come. Like, so they were never seen together. Wow. Because... And, and to protect his political yeah, career. And the girlfriend who ran, a, who took off with Whitey Bulger was interviewed in the documentary. And she said that he just loved his family so much, like loved them so much that he would do anything for his brother. He was so proud of him. So he's it, proud he of the senator. Bro brother? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So he wasn't offended. But they by hung like, out together, but they just didn't yeah, go to public events Always together. behind clothes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Yeah. Right? That's weird. <laughs> it's crazy. So, um... But again, I think at the time, the family didn't really understand. They thought he was like a bookmaker. You know what I mean? They yeah. thought he was like fixing the books. Or yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like horse racing. Yeah. They I don't didn't think realize they really the understood extent the, of yeah. like his power. Yeah. Wow. So um, he was elected every two years, making his time as state Senate president the longest tenure in Massachusetts history. Wow. Like other Massachusetts politicians who were elected leaders of their legislative chambers, Bolger was frequently ridiculed in the media, but remained very popular in his district. Um, he won his district election every two years from 1961 to 1994 I mean, without Jesus. ever facing a challenge more serious than he faced in the Democratic primary in 1988 when Stephen Holt, a liberal activist and bookstore owner from Dorchester, won 31 out of 60 pre precincts only to lose the district by a landslide due to his huge turnout of Bolger supporters in South Boston, wow. which is where his family's from, where yeah. he had his roots and... So uh, for many years, he hosted the annual St. Patrick's Day pre breakfast in South Boston, which 
all the politicians go to and it's like a roast like you roast everybody the politicians oh. and there's clips of it in this documentary that is so fucking good so good and funny i don't know this i just you miss the times when politicians could do that yeah. to each other now it's so Republican ugly and, and democrats it's so ugly now yeah it's a shame yeah um i don't know if we'll ever go back no we won't i mean you know who else was in the documentaries? Dukakis, who I loved, who ran for president. Remember uh, that? Yeah. And uh, he's from Massachusetts. He was a governor, yeah. but th- he's good friends with Bulger. Okay, so a, a December, I mean, sorry, during the 1960s, Bulger led efforts to write the first child abuse reporting laws in the state. Um, he was su- supportive of environmental protection legislation. Bulger was among the first advocates of charter schools and public school choice during the... During the 1980s, he advocated funding for public libraries, the expansion of childhood nutrition services, and fuel assistance programs. As Senate President, Bolger led the debate on welfare reform in the early 1990s, with the resulting legislation becoming the model for a national law. Bolger was appointed president of the University of Massachusetts by the Board of Trustees on November 28, 1995. This is after he um, left office. Um, his candidacy for the UMass position was supported by Governor William Weld, but the appointment was controversial in academic circles as Bolger had no prior experience in higher education and lacked the academic doctoral degree usually required uh, for yeah. the presidency of a major state university I system. Mean. But, you know, he left, poly- you know, he didn't run again. And so pr- somebody was probably like, oh, we'll just give you this job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he was so well known there. And a big part of that is getting money into the university, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, which yeah. I'm sure he would be able to do. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so a, l- a little bit about Whitey, because it all kind of Uh-oh. comes Uh-oh. around to that, you know? So Bolger's older, um, I'm sorry, younger brother was James Whitey Bolger Jr. Uh, he was convicted of a, he was a convicted crime boss and multiple murderer and the former boss of the Winter Hill Gang. So the Winter Hill Gang uh, was a loose confederation of organized crime figures in the Boston, Massachusetts area. It is generally considered an Irish mob organization with most gang members and the leadership consisting of predominantly of Irish Americans. Their activities... Sorry, sorry. And his brother doesn't know that he's, like, killing people. Right. They just Uh, think, like, he's... The family really was, like, he's not that big of a deal. He's not that big of a boss. He's not that he wasn't doing that. You know, it really was, they did talk about Whitey, James Whitey when he was uh, younger and, you know, he was in and out. He was getting in trouble. His mom didn't know what to do. Like just running the streets, but he was very charming and probably came home was like, what's the big deal? You know, like they didn't really, I don't know. I mean, because like, you know, yeah. Heading a crime family, but like the murder and stuff, yeah. like you're letting this guy in your house and sitting and breaking bread with him and all the stuff. And like, he's killed people. I mean, I'm sure there, I, I was just watching a documentary I'll talk about at the end, but on HBO where I think families are very good at turning a blind eye. Yeah. I wonder um, if they whether it's happening in the house prison. or if it's happening out yeah. in the streets, you're very yeah. good at it. Sometimes it's because you Catholic don't want because you don't want to believe and it. And the Catholics are really good at that. Yeah. Let's just turn our way from this and not look at it. Yeah. And then it's not happening. And I, maybe that's part of it too. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. know how you watch those cases or watch all these people testify about how family members were murdered by this person. And you're still like, nah, I didn't do that. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's easy. It, you sleep better at night. I'm sure, you know, So their activities included racketeering, fixing horse races, gambling, providing protection, dealing cocaine, lots of murders, lots of murders, and also providing guns to the IRA in Ireland. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, that was a big one. (laughs) No one knew that Bolger and Stephen Flemmy, his number two guy, were both FBI informants, which is the big twist, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And the story goes that their FBI handlers, John Connolly, um, who, according to the movie Black Mass... He grew up in these projects with Whitey Bulger. He becomes an FBI agent. He wants to use Whitey Bulger because he knows him. He wants to, he's trying, he convinces the FBI to allow him to see if he can bring Whitey Bulger on because it wasn't about getting Whitey Bulger. It was about getting the Italian mob, the Matarano family, which Always was after the Italians. Yeah. You know, um, I'm Italian. Yeah. <laughs> bitch yes i know i know um but they wanted to go after the moderano family which was the huge big mob in boston and so they thought they would use a smaller fish right to To, get a bigger fish and so they needed and they they couldn't break through to this moderato family moderano family they couldn't get a wire in they couldn't get a person in they couldn't and so they're trying so hard and they're like and this guy had that idea to like use whitey and like get information from him 
So that's what happened, right? Wow. But John Connolly, uh, in hearing those tapes or getting information, also knew what Whitey was doing on his own, and they turned away from it. Wow. And they allowed murders <gasps> to happen without conviction, without arresting. That was the big thing about the FBI. This John Connolly you went can't. away. Yeah, you can't. He got arrested. John Connolly and another s- FBI agent went away. I was going to say, you can't, there's no way that you can just allow a murder to happen. Right, which was what they were like, doing. I mean, they were hearing the, things the on second, the tapes. The second they're doing something bad, like, that's it. No, 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 no. It was never. Wow. It was, here's information, but also they would party with them. What? They would, yeah, and they were turning blind eye to things. Things that they knew had happened. And I they mean, got in a lot of trouble for it. Turning a blind eye to like a horse race. Okay. No, murder. murder. But murder? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Those um, people, I can't believe that those families wouldn't sue the hell out of the FBI. I think they did. I think they did. That's Jesus. a whole That's a whole other muck. That's a whole FBI other agent muck. going rogue like that? Yeah. It's a whole other muck. And then, wow. but then also once you're in it, how is Connolly going to get out? Right? Like, once he lets one thing go, he can never hold Whitey accountable for anything else. And that was the big thing with this case was, yes, he's an FBI informant, but also they're letting him get away with murder. And how much info did they get from him? They got a lot of good info from him. Yeah, they were able to, like, get inside this Moderano family. They were able to uh, put a wire in. And they were able to to, um, arrest many people from that family. Wow. I think even the head of the family. All because of Whitey Bulger's information. Wow. I know. So he he proved to be a good uh, informant, yeah. But at what cost? I, right? yeah, I wonder how many people died under Connolly. Right, that's the problem. Wow. That's the problem. So Connolly tips Whitey off uh, that there's about a, a RICO charge about to come down for him. So he flees. He leaves <sighs> Boston with his with his girlfriend, and um, he leaves in 1995, and he is on the run for 16 years. He was on the what? FBI most wanted list for 16 years. For si- I didn't realize it was that long. Yeah. When they found him, Holy he, was, cow. he was in his 80s. <gasps> he was arrested in June 2011. Where was he? He was in Santa Monica. Wow. On the beach. Just chilling. Just chilling. And Where's he, he getting money? So, Where's oh, he? he when he, he was arrested, they, they went into his like little apartment or hot, motel room, whatever it was. He had $800,000 in cash <gasps> in the walls. In the walls. God dang it. Can I find one of <sighs> these places imagine? with the money in the walls? <sighs> Yeah. I'd be like, we found seven hundred thousand yeah. dollars in the we walls. We found nothing in the walls. <laughs> there was nothing there. <laughs> and now Tina's fled. Where'd Tina go? <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. My God. Yeah, dude. Um, and you know how he was found? It's kind of funny because the girlfriend's in this documentary and he would like help people if they their tire was flat, he'd go over and help them and like there was she said they never looked over their shoulders like they never like I think they never thought they would get caught but so, he had, so he's not like yeah cuz you're not collecting social security you yeah. don't have a bank account right. so they can't trace you spending right. any money and every but, time they went out but, they had big sunglasses and hats on so it's not still, like their if faces you're at the motel like how are you yeah so he was you helping you still have to have your name there or was they give a, a neighbor, fake name there was a yeah oh yeah everything's fake they yeah. gave, they had a neighbor at the motel a girl from Nor- Norway uh Norway she was Norwegian yeah and she had a cat and he was helping feed the cat and she went back to Norway after her vacation was over and was watching like America's Most Wanted or whatever with the top 10 most wanted because he was on the most wanted list and she's like oh I know that guy and calls the FBI and that's what? how he was caught from she feeding was the helping, cat she was getting her cat fed by this guy and you're gonna rat him out what a fucking wow. traitor what, we know I what mean. happens to stool pigeons around her <laughs> Okay. I mean, he is a murderer, so <laughs> I guess. Oh, right. Damn it. God damn it. But wouldn't you be like, well, help me feed my cat. I know. How can he be a bad guy? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, is he it com- really him? You know, yeah. I feel like you look at those things and like, wow. Yeah. Feeding a cat. Yeah. And he no comes home. No good deed goes he unpunished. He comes home and, and pleads guilty. <laughs> you know, he comes home, pleads guilty. Like, uh, he's yeah, like, all he's right. Old. He, 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 he dies wants the jail. girlfriend to, be, to let go, although she serves some time for helping him, but... Anyway, so in 1999, Whitey's longtime aide, Kevin Weeks, who's also in the documentary and says that black mass is bullshit, but uh, he pled guilty to a number of charges related to Whitey's crime spree and became a cooperating witness. Well, there you go. Weeks revealed that in 1999. He rats out his buddy, gets some time shaved off. That's right. That's what everybody did. That's what everybody did. Weeks revealed that in 1995, William talked to Whitey during, William, our friend, the state senator, talked to Whitey during an arranged phone conversation just two weeks after Whitey fled a pending <gasps> racketeering indictment. That's Uh-oh. not good. That don't look no. good. No. So that means no you know good. where your brother is. Yeah. 
Ooh. Well, right. Well, well, well huh? 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 You uh, didn't tell anybody that you talked to him. They could check those phone records. They could know where he is. He they was do- he was dodging it. He yeah. was like, what? What? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, when William testified before a grand jury in 2001, a federal prosecutor pressed him without success for information on his brother. And he said, uh, he said to him, quote, so just to be clear, you felt more loyalty to your brother than you did to the people of the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. Oh, get out of here. That's a stupid question. Uh, And then Bolger replied, I never thought about it that way, but I do have an honest loyalty to my brother and I care about him. It's my hope that I'm never, it's my hope that I'm never helpful to anyone against him. I don't have an obligation to help everyone catch him, end quote. Ooh. So, I don't know. So he's loyal to his brother. Uh I mean, he's just basically like, I'm staying out of it. Yeah, he's like, I'm not not going to help him get out, but I'm also not going to help you. Right, right, right. I think but that's fair. I think it's fair too. And when you fair. watch the, when you watch, I keep bringing up the documentary, but I, I did mean, just watch it yesterday. But then he but, was a murderer. Right. I mean, did, oh God. I thought we were, this is Seinfeld. <laughs> you remember he asked Kramer, if I was uh, accused of murder, if I, would you help me? Would you st- <laughs> like stand up for me? And he goes, no. And yeah. he goes, you wouldn't? He goes, no. He goes, I thought we were friends. He goes, I thought, we were, thought I knew you. <laughs> you were a fucking murderer. <laughs> I totally fucked that up. I'm yeah. so sorry. Anyway. Oh, that's um, so funny. When asked why he didn't urge Whitey to turn himself in, William replied that he, quote, didn't feel it was in his brother's best interest to give himself up at the time. Quote. Wow. He's a lawyer after all. Yeah. Uh, after portions of Bolger's testimony were published in the Boston Globe, oh, he testified no. to a congressional committee about the incident. So now he's in, at Congress, yeah. in Congress on June 19th, 2003, after being granted immunity from prosecution for obstruction of justice. Wow. Bolger revealed that he went to an arranged location in 1995 <gasps> to take a call from his fugitive brother, apparently to avoid electronic eavesdropping. Wow. But also, like, you know the FBI is following him, right? Like, it's yeah. been two weeks, but you know the FBI is probably following him. They know Totally the, eavesdropping. Yes. Totally tapping his phone. Um, he claimed that not, that not notifying authorities about the call was, quote, in no way inconsistent with my devotion in, to my own responsibilities, my public responsibilities, end quote, as state Senate president, uh, which he was during the time. Wow. Uh, during the hearing, when asked about what he thought uh, James Whitey uh, did for a living, William Bolger said, quote, I had, a, I had the feeling that he was in the business of gaming and whatever. It was vague to me that I didn't think for a long, for a long while he had some jobs, but ultimately it was clear that he was not being, you know, he wasn't doing what I'd like him to do. End quote. So, so yeah. not really so, yeah, saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's not saying anything. Yeah. You know he's, I mean? he's not really. I mean, he is. So he's like, I'm kind that. of aware that he's playing around with gambling. Yeah. But that's as far as it goes. He, yeah. he leaves out the drugs. He leaves out the murder. Yeah. He leaves out whatever the violence but meanwhile supplying guns right. all of that jesus right and also you know after this whole thing happened like every article in the paper was about him and his brother are now linked yeah and that does suck i do understand that so that did does he suck. Ste- he lived so does an he honest ste- life does he step down after that yeah, he well, I'll, yeah, let's get to that. So he added that he loved his brother and he hoped that the most brutal rumors concerning him would be proven false. Bulger came under harsh criticism for his apparent evasiveness and Governor Mitt Romney, who was governor of Massachusetts My at the time, God. among others, demanded his resignation as president of, of the University course. of Massachusetts. <gasps> under pressure from all quarters, Bulger resigned in the fall of 2003. Bulger also testified that the FBI never asked if he knew of Whitey's location. Those remarks were disputed by a former FBI agent who claimed Bolger declined to submit submit to an interview with the FBI. Months later, the committee report found Bolger's testimony, quote, inconsistent about whether the FBI had contacted him in search for his, fug- for his fugitive brother. Wow. Upon Whitey's arrest in California in June 2011, William Bolger issued a statement expressing his, quote, sympathies to the families that were hurt in the case and asking for privacy for his family. Wow. Yeah. Um, so he, uh, steps down as the president of the university and he is the past president of the Boston public library and past member of the board of trustees. He, this is all the things he's doing now afterwards. He was an overseer emeritus of the Boston symphony orchestra. In addition, he is a former member of the Massachusetts general hospital board of trustees, museum of fine arts board of trustees and McLean hospital board of trustees. He joined the faculties of of Boston college and Suffolk university as a lecturer of political science in 2004. Oh, love to take that class with him. All right. Bolger lived, um, in South Boston with Mary Foley, his wife from, um, uh, 
who he married in 1960 until her death on June 7th, 2020. Uh, he and wow. his wife have nine children <gasps> and 33 grandchildren. Oh, in the Irish. Oh, yeah. They know how to have them babies. Yeah. Nine babies. Yeah. According wow. to the Massachusetts Open Checkbook list of state pensions, Bolger's pension from Massachusetts, I know you love this shit, from his position as University of Massachusetts president ranged from 198000 to 201000 <gasps> for the years of 2011 to 2019. Jesus. Yeah, he made good money. So like I said, I watch this documentary on HBO right now. It's uh, called My Name is Bolger. It's from 2021. So it's very recent. And he's wow. in it, and he talks about his brother, and they talk about, and How? his kids are in it, which is so fucking good. And they How say old black mass. He he's in his eighties. He's in his eighties. Um, and they also say something that I do find very interesting, and they because they're very anti FBI. The kids, not so much the William Bulger, but his children, are very much like the FBI f- made up these things about him that weren't true. You know, they said he was worse than he was, and they also talk about how William Bulger. You know, he admitted guilt and said i'm done like he wanted all he did not want to embarrass his family anymore but also he wanted to let his girlfriend off from right, right, right. whatever and then they transferred him to a prison in pennsylvania that was supposed to be for his health for like a minute before he went to where he was supposed to go and within 24 hours he was murdered there <gasps> he was murdered in prison oh i didn't know that yes and it was shocking like he got a life sentence like he was going to die in prison anyway but he was murdered there by a fellow inmate and the family is suing um the the estate of james boulder is suing um the corrections office the state of massachusetts all these people to find out what the fuck happened like who put him there why was he there they think he was put there specifically to be murdered wow it's like one of the toughest prisons around and um there's a lot of speculation of like why did that happen and i agree I wow. agree. Uh, when these, did this happen? He was killed in, let's see. So he was killed in 2018. Yeah, I was going to say, because yeah. he's, he's uh, was spent all those years on the lamb. Yeah. And he wow. was, yeah, so he was what? Let's see. He was 89 years old. Wow. Imagine it just 89 so getting murdered yeah. in prison. That's just odd. Like who, what inmate is going after an 89 year old? Yeah. But it just seems very, Inle- unless it's like for some kind of cred, you know, like, yeah, I right, took right, down right, 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 right. Maybe, you maybe, know? but also, and I think the family has a reason to be suspicious. I'd also be suspicious. suspicious yeah, no, it's you know? weird. And we have to also remember, like they, they, they try very hard to say like, no disrespect to the victims. Right. Because there's plenty. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious um, how many murders he's associated yeah. with. Jesus. Or even the people who worked for him who were they, were, they were associated with, yeah. you know? I mean, but they say, you know, they do know him as their uncle. And yeah, he was so a good guy to them. Yeah, so to them, they see one side of him. Yeah. And, but isn't that like what a sociopath is too? Yeah. Like you, you know, like you know how to put on right. a face for your family. Oh, God. I know. I got to watch that movie. Yeah. Oh, God, it's movie. so good. It's so good. Okay, all right. Yes, yeah, so that's William what Bulger. A good story. I mean, you know, we always we always love these guys who fight for the, the fight. Like, it yeah. seems like that's what he was about, and he was beloved. William Bulger has, has been beloved there. Yeah, and now he's like, the and, name and is then tainted. Yeah, which sucks because he worked his whole life to do good things. Yeah. And, and it, I mean, and what are you supposed to do? I mean, he took one phone call. You know, it's his brother, and he, his like brother. he said, like he he didn't mince words. Look, I'm loyal. Yeah, I'm loyal to my brother. Wow, I mean, wow. can't fault him for that. And he never I went can't. to jail because he he testified. So. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and it, but I was watching Black Mass. Within the first five minutes, I'm like, excuse me, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Who's that? Who? And I had to pause it, look it up. I'm like, this is wild to me. It's crazy. It's like finding out John Gotti's got a fucking uh, brother who's yes, a state senator yes. who nobody, nobody yes. gives a fuck. They keep electing this person. Wow. Like they don't even associate because they must, and they just knew him so well. Yeah. And that even his colleagues were like, yeah, we knew his brother was like, would get arrested and had some trouble, but it was never, it was never, ever. Like if you talked about Bulger up until before his brother ran, like every, the only Bulger everybody in the state knew was William Bulger. Wow. And then just like that, it's like, there's this other Bulger. That's crazy. <sighs> so good. Right. Yes. Oh my God. I fucking love it. Oh my God. Yeah. So I'm watching, uh, I just, well, I might've fallen asleep about, about the last uh, few minutes of it, but 
I'm watching this documentary on HBO called, um, okay, it's called Great Photo, Lovely Family, oh. Facing a Family's Secrets. Oh. So this young woman, she's got to be in her 20s, um, is a photojournalist, and she goes all over the world taking pictures or whatever, but she starts talking about her family and how fucked up her family is. And the reason is because grandpa is a pedophile. <gasps> okay. And how it was never talked about. But this motherfucker molested her mother, her sister, <gasps> like dozens and dozens and dozens of girls as a chiropractor, <gasps> like little girls. And they're interviewing him. He does pass away during the documentary, but was he in jail? No, he went to, he went to jail one time. One person actually pressed charges. Everybody else was just like, you know, let's get away. Like they'd move him, right? They'd move. And, um, he talked about how they all loved it. Oh, they, I was doing things, but the girls loved it. These <gasps> girls loved it. Like, and the mother's sitting right next to him. And I, it's, and he was married and the mother did nothing. The wife did nothing. And so the mother, listen, and I, I'm saying this with peace and love and peace and love. Okay. But his daughter who he molested and the, and her mother who knew, uh, has has her own children and at one point she's struggling because she's going through a divorce and she needs to get a job and she can't take care of her daughter and she asked her mother if the daughter can come li little girl <gasps> little girl i mean she must have been five or six when she went to live with them why would she go live with the pa her why? parents why and says to her mother i need you to watch out for her i need you to take care of Ange. make sure you take care of her you know what i mean yes 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 i'll, I'll oh it's a un it's an unmentioned thing that the got to keep it away from the goddaughter away from grandpa because he's a fucking molester. Well, grandma slept on that job, and he's molesting this granddaughter oh, God. over and over and over again. And um, now the granddaughter, of course, has grown up, and it's dark. And but why the hell she would doesn't the have a good relationship with the mother? I, I don't care oh, what would happen. Oh, girl, I wouldn't send my you daughter into that house. You should hear this mother spinning a tale. So they show. The so they sit down because the mother and the daughter don't have a great relationship. Now there's this other daughter, right? The one who's there's doing the granddaughter. This, the, yeah, they're all. She's okay. got a sister who was not molested, but knows the grandpa's fucked and was handsy. And um, you know, Ange doesn't tell the mother all of her feelings about it because she blames her mom. Uh, well, and she so, but the mother only blames the grandfather and the grandmother because you know she was. I told her not to. I told her to make sure. No, you don't send your daughter into the lion's yo, den, man. Yo, it's so fucked up. And so the daughter only she she says to her mom like I've I can I've I he's a monster. Yeah, like she's looking at her and she's like this guy's a piece of shit. Like he hurt me. But like, you I sent can get me past there. That. But what I can't get past is the other side. And she looks at her mother and she's like, Why did you send me there? And the mother goes through this laundry list of how she has clearly justified what happened in her mind that it wasn't her fault, and says, Listen, I was getting a divorce and it was I was poor. I need to get a job. Who I cares? Help with you. I need I couldn't afford daycare and I needed to send. And the daughter goes, All I'm hearing are a bunch of excuses. Yeah. Of uh, how bad it was for you. Right. And the mother doesn't know what to say. The next scene, thing you know, there's a scene the next morning, the mother sends an email to the other daughter, the one making the documentary, and says, I'm not I can't this. be associated with this, and I'm not, I'm not being heard, and I've done, I've been over backwards for this family, and I've done everything, and I was like, I've done enough of my, enough of my oh. life, and I was like, holy sh girl. Girl, you got to take some blame here. I, Why would you I have to say the no lessons way. as parents that we need to learn from our parents is that when our children come to us, which they will, it's inevitable. Mm -hmm. And they say to us, you fucked up. Here's this thing that w now I'm still fucked up because of this thing or whatever. Yeah. As a parent, our jobs are not to deflect that. Our, our jobs are not to say, well... It's to say, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Here's all the people whose fault it was, and it's you don't understand the time or whatever. No, it's to stop, to listen, to really listen, and to accept the blame. Yeah. Because we were the adults, and we are the ones who yeah. are in charge and yeah. could have stopped it and stopped making fucking excuses and accept and love that child. Huh. Why is that so hard to do? It's not hard to do. I, I'm ex listen. I've been through divorce. I know how fucking hard it is. I'm sure there are, there are situations that I don't think were bad that might come back right. or say this right. is when the the bottom fell out, mom, and I 
I, I don't, you know, I've done my best. We both have done our best, right? right. With my, my ex-husband and I, we've done our best. But I'm sure there are moments. And I, when they come to me and they say things, which they have, I go, here's where I could have done better. And from now on, I'm going to make sure that that, that happens. And I, I accept them and I make them feel safe. We all, that's what our job is. Even if they're yeah. 50, our job is to make them feel safe and loved. And Ooh. acknowledge that the bad thing happened. Right. Acknowledge that it happened. Because when you don't, they feel like children again. You make them feel less than. I don't know. I am blown away by this, but the mother more than anything. Oh, the mother more than anything. It. If you suffered abuse by somebody, why would you ever put them back, their, their I, I kid can't. back, your own kid? No way. Uh, it's you would never bring your kid around that no, person ever. No, it's absolutely stunning. This documentary is absolutely stunning. I had to. I definitely fell asleep the last 10 minutes because I have yeah. to go back and see how they resolved it. But... It takes, it costs nothing and it, it takes a lot, but it costs nothing to listen and to accept it and just wow. accept it to give that other person, your child, their due. Like, I, I don't know. It, whew, it's heavy. That sounds it. Wow. Jeez. We're really kicking off this year with Woo! a good. <laughs> uh, well, it's going to be happy new year when you guys, uh, uh, tune in. So hopefully you had a great end of 2023. Ooh, you know, yeah, that'd be nice. We're gonna have a fun <laughs> New Year's. <laughs> I think so. I think so too. Yeah. And then yeah, 2024. Isn't that wild? Yeah, I'm um I'm not ready. I don't think I'm ready either. Yeah, I'm not ready. This year's gonna be. This year's stressing me out already. Yeah, no. Just the the elections and um just local elections, <gasps> state elections. I know. How about this? How about we celebrate this? Oh. In the state of Florida, we have enough petitions. Oh yeah. To get abortion on the ballot. And let's hope uh Ashley Moody doesn't fuck it all up. Well, we'll see. She's yeah. trying to get the Supreme Court to throw it out. Yeah. And she's also trying to the marijuana being put back on the ballot again is also have enough petitions. So, yep. you know. That would be a great 2024 to have those oh, things on the ballot. My God. And I let the people. But the people already their voted. voices heard. <laughs> the people already voted for the marijuana one before, though. Yes, but we're doing it again. We're doing it again. We're doing it again. <laughs> my God. We were high and we forgot yes. that we already did it, but we're going to do it again. <laughs> oh, my God. And now, I mean, abortion on the ballot. I am so curious if this gets on the ballot, how it's going to turn out for this state. Well, I think it'll, I think it'll be overwhelming. I, I think it'll so. pass. And I know I, so. I absolutely believe that. A good quarter of those petitions were signed by Republicans. That's just true. So I really believe that that would be the case. I do. And the thing is, like, if a Republican is signing that, why are you voting for the people you're voting for? You know what I mean? If this it's, is an issue yeah. that matters to you, like, why are you voting the way that you're voting? I, I'm just, I I, I'm kind of sickened by it all. And I'm, more and more frightened. I don't know. And I know maybe I'm being like over dramatic about it, but I this year I'm I'm going into 2024 I'm just very apprehensive. Yeah. And I'm nervous and I'm I am very scared because I think no matter who wins or loses, like there's going to be a greater divide yeah. in our country. Um but if Trump is the the lead and he wins like I am really afraid like I, I, really I feel the same fear that I had going into 2016 and knowing that if Trump got reelected how bad it was going to be gonna like be I feel amplified. that but it's times 10 yeah, yeah it's like amplified. I have that fear times 10 I'm trying to um not get I don't want to really feel it until like October because there's a lot going to happen before that yeah. that we have to get through and so if we're only focusing on that election, like I haven't seen Trump in the news a lot lately in the last couple weeks. Yeah. Um, but I know in 24, it's going to amp up. But I, I, I really feel like we've got to get through the Florida session. Yeah. Let's oh get through God. March and then see where that, that that's where we land stressing there. me out alone. It's very stress. Yeah, that's <laughs> enough. Let's take the, let's take the stress in blocks oh because I God. think we can start getting really like, like probably August, September, we can really start to feel that presidential election. And yeah. we, and by the way, anything can happen between now and then. Like literally it's anything it's could true. happen. It's true. Anything could happen. And um, 
Ooh, we got to yeah. get people, I mean, it's just register to vote in Florida. Yeah. Get them well. back on the rolls, you know. Let's start there. I, 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 <laughs> that w- I'm going to bring that up at the next <laughs> podcast, okay? Because okay. the numbers that have come out by because the Republicans, it's specifically because of this one bill yeah. they passed last session that they are dumping people off the mail-in ballot rolls and 80 to 90% of them are Democrats because yep. that's how Democrats vote and they know it. That's why they made the bill that way. Yeah. So, and there's Democrats that don't know right now. In Blue Broward, 85% of them were dropped Yep. And they don't know it. They have no idea. And it's it's a big, no big idea. problem. It's a big problem. And there was no supervisor of elections in the state of Florida in any single county that was a, about this bill. They yeah. hate it. They didn't want it to happen. The Republicans, and there's mostly Republicans as supervisors of elections in these counties. And they were all against it. There's a reason for that. It's not fair. It's not fair. Like, there's got to be some <sighs> kind of lawsuit that's going to come from this too. You know what I mean? <laughs> like unconstitutional uh, well <laughs> well i tried to end on a happy yeah. note and here's, here we are again. here's to a good 2024 <laughs> let's hope that all our dreams come true what what is one good thing you want to happen in 2024 um <laughs> one good thing i would like to see um some people in our local elections keep their seats oh fucking yeah yes yes that's that's like one of the things and i would really love to see i would love to see some equity in like voting i would i wish that they could just like get rid of the gerrymandering i wish that they could just bring in some objective hell use ai you know what i mean like plug in some information and just like spit out districts that way like there's got to be an algorithm that they can use that makes it fair and equal and like be done with it I would love to see that. Agree. You know, like, can we start there? Mm. AI is objective. You know I don't like this AI. I don't like it either, but you could spit in the information and it could just map so out districts for you. This I get it. Like, that sounds great. And there's other things where I saw with AI that I thought was pretty good, but I just feel like you can't use it just for these specific specific things because there's always going to be people using it for evil. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, but everything's used for evil. <sighs> Even me. Ooh. I'm used for evil. <laughs> Satan is my bestie. Ooh. <laughs> That's a devil laugh. That's how the devil laughs. That's what he sounds like. Or she sounds like. She. <laughs> hey. Okay. Well, right. let's get the fuck out of here. Okay. Hey, bye. Bye. If you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please go to our website, www.themuckpodcast.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast and on our Twitter at Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support with exclusive content, Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do this without you.